much. What a marvelous job. Thank you. Weren't they great? It's a time of, uh, truly a time of joy, unspeakable joy. And, you know, I want to just try to explain the meaning of Christmas in just a few words as we continue this series on Christmas is spelled L-O-V-E. And, you know, when you think about the word unspeakable, think about that word for just a moment. It's a pretty powerful word, isn't it? When you think about it, do you know what it means? The word unspeakable means it's something that you cannot describe in words. It's impossible. It's, in, it, it's unspeakable. There are no words. The dictionary describes it as this. This is how the dictionary defines that incredible word. Indescribable, inexhaustible, unimaginable, indefinable, inexpressible, inconceivable. You guys okay? Now, that word's pretty steep, isn't it? I mean, today, basically, what we have shared with you is a portion of this joy, and there is absolutely no way to describe it. And, and until we get to heaven and see Jesus' face, we will not understand the magnitude of what he did for us. But we're going to try this morning in about seven or eight minutes. You know, if I had to explain the meaning of Christmas in just a few words, it would probably be this. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. The scripture goes on to say that for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. No one has ever done for us what Christ has done for us. No one could give a gift greater than what God has already given. And so what does Christmas mean to us who have assembled together today, this morning? What does it mean to us? Be honest. Because for many, Christmas means shopping. That's what it means. It means it's time to, to go out and spend money I don't have and, 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 and spend money that I do have that I probably shouldn't spend, to overspend, to go to malls, to wait in lines. I mean, that's Christmas. And I see people look at Christmas with dread. And almost, I can't wait till this is over because all this means to me is a bunch of hassle. To some, Christmas is drinking and carousing and partying. Hanging out. Drinking booze, staying up late. I mean, honestly, Christmas to some people is just, I'm off work tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to stay up late tonight and do this, this, and this. But to others, Christmas is traveling. I'm going to do some of that this year. Traveling, entertaining, having folks over. But what should the message of Christmas convey to every one of us in this room? What does it mean? To me, number one, Christmas is this. Christmas, and again, it's unexplainable. It's inexhaustible. It, it is unspeakable, but it is remembering to. It's remembering something. What are we trying to remember this Christmas season? We're remembering this, Romans 8 and verse number 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. That's what we're trying to remember, that, that God did not spare his son when it came to you and me. God looked down on this earth, he saw sinful man, and he said, the only way to save them is to give my son. And so he gave us his son through a virgin by the name of Mary. And that son then grew up from a baby to 30 years of age, lived a sinless life, 
for three years, his ministry began and it ended with his death on the cross. He spared not his son. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is remembering the the cross beyond the manger. It's remembering something. He loved us so much. We're remembering the uniqueness of his death. We're remembering the uniqueness of his life. And we are remembering, praise God, the uniqueness of his resurrection. Amen. And that's an awesome message. Christmas is also a time of loving. Isn't it amazing how people seem to make a special effort to be a little more considerate of others during this time of the year? It just seems like for some reason we've got about a 14 to 20 day span where everybody decides to be more genuine, more considerate. We're more okay with traffic during this time of the year. We're more okay with long lines at Walmart. We're okay with saying, yeah, go ahead, you go first. It's Christmas. (laughs) Right? Sad but true. But it is true. Because Christmas is that. It is love. Christmas is a time of reaching out to others with love and concern. Last night, that was the message of Christmas for Gospel Light, was to say, listen, we're going to have this this church-wide event called Christmas on Garland, and we're going to adopt 31 families, and we're going to purchase them Christmas. Maybe go without so they can go with. That's Christmas. Christmas is loving. Never forget that. You see, the motivation for everything we do is God's great love for sinners. That's the motivation for everything we do. Everything that I do as a pastor, my motivation is that God loves sinners. God wants to save sinners like he saved me from my sins. Christmas is a time of giving. For God so loved the world that he what? He he gave. He gave something. Love cannot look with indifference on the hungry. Love cannot look on indifference to the hurting. Love cannot look with indifference to on the lonely, the lost souls of this world. Love must give. Love has to give. It is the love of Christ that constraineth us. It motivates us. God gave all he could give. And so we should give what we can give. He freely gave the gift to all of us, undeserving sinners. Joy, unspeakable joy. Christmas is giving. Christmas is a time of forgiving. God was willing to forgive us. He showed us mercy when we deserved hell. He showed us grace when we deserved separation from him forever. That's what we deserved as sinners. But God said, no, no, no. I'm going to forgive you. Do you possess that same forgiving spirit? Do you? Do you possess the same forgiving spirit that that God did when he forgave you? It's it's spoken of in Ephesians 4.32. Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Why? Don't forget that God, for Christ's sake, forgave you. Don't forget that. That's an awesome thing. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is forgiving. So is there someone you need to forgive today? Christmas is a time of rescuing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him, next three words, should not perish. Should not perish. God said, listen, I'm on a rescue mission. I've got to send my son down there. There's some people that are perishing. There are sinners that are dying and they're without me and they don't have forgiveness for their sins. They need a sacrifice. I'll give my son to rescue them. 
Hallelujah for that rescue. Listen, without Christ, we are without life and headed to an eternity separated from God forever. But by the grace of God, we all perish. And when God saves you, it is joy, unspeakable joy. You know what? That is truly what the the praise team who danced before us this morning, that's what the message of their team is. It is... It is God's grace for God's glory, grace for his glory. Why? Because God extended grace to these young ladies, and they are so happy about it, they can't help but to dance and to sing and to smile. They know what it's like to be rescued. Amen. Right. Some of us, sometimes we sit in our ivory towers, and we, for some reason, think we didn't need that same rescuing. We needed it just as much as anyone. You see, there's no respecter of persons with God. God doesn't look and say, well, you know, they're not as bad as them. No, God looks at all of us the same. He looks at us as sinners in need of a Savior. And so he said, I'm going to send my son to rescue everyone who will accept me as their personal Savior. Christmas is a time of changing. The Christ of Christmas changes us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says it like this. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Erica Pacey has been changed by the Christ of Christmas. I'll never be the same again. I, listen, God took me and saved me and changed me. And, and therefore, I, I, I'm a different person. I, this enthusiasm you see that used to be for other things that didn't matter and worldly things and things. That, no, that enthusiasm now is for the things of God. My hands that lifted up for other reasons and worship for other, of other people now lift in worship and praise of the one and only true and living God because God changed me. I did, I'm a different person. I have new goals, I have a new direction, I have new ideas, I'm a new person. Christ changes people for the better because of Christmas. Number seven, and finally, Christmas is a time of rejoicing. It's a time of rejoicing. Luke chapter number two, verse 10, and the angel said unto them, fear not, fear not. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all people. Which people? All people who accept him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I'm rejoicing today in my salvation. I'm rejoicing. The joy that I have. The, 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 the hand that is lifted in praise. The, the smile on my face. The, the passion of my message is all because he saved me. Listen, if Jesus Christ would not have come and lived and died for me, then I promise you, if I was preaching this morning, it would be like this. I really wish I could give you some good news, but um, bottom line is this, enjoy life while you can because you're all dying and going to hell like me. Not a whole lot to rejoice about. I guess we can just try to enjoy your food today because that's, if you die today, you're going to hell because we don't have a, the Savior. Can you imagine? That's not true. We have a Savior. He died for us. And so therefore, I don't bring you bad news. I bring you good news. I'm excited this morning. Yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I'm messed up. Yes, I'm broken. Yes, sometimes I don't treat people right. I don't understand that. I wish I could do better, but sometimes I just fail. But God says, I love you anyway, and I'm going to send my son to die for you. And I say, God, I can't believe this. You would do this for me. I'm undeserving. I don't know why you would even think of me like this. And God says, because I love you. And I say, God, you're awesome. 
You say, you actually do that? Yes, a lot of times I do that. Not oftentimes in public like right now. But I do that because I'm so overwhelmed with this unspeakable love and joy in my life. And so today as I close, if you are without Christ and you need to accept him as your Savior, I want to invite you to do that right now. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, hey, I am going to ask the Holy Spirit to inject you with joy. Joy. Every head bowed and every eye closed. And as we close in just a moment with a song and stand and sing and give you